Hey MW, it's Melissa and Stephanie Carcace, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women and the host of Millennial Women Talk. Welcome to today's episode. It is the Recap New York City episode. On today's episode, we will be talking about everything that happened in New York City. And oh, did a lot of things happen. Oh, did so many things happen. <laughs> so let's get started. So, Steph, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. It's a Friday afternoon in yeah. Miami, Florida. And yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's, I think, raining right now, which has been the theme this summer for us here yeah. down in Miami. Um, a lot is going on in headquarters. A lot. We are remodeling this office, you guys. If you went outside right now, <laughs> it would look scary, but there's a lot of progress happening. Yes. We're painting today. We did paint today. We got Amazon boxes. Oh, did we get those Amazon boxes? <laughs> Our desk. Amazon Prime. We just have to like, and this is not a paid sponsorship, but At it's all. just like a super fanatic um, Amazon message. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon Prime is the bomb.com. Like you need <laughs> yeah. it in your life. Like you get literally get everything in two days. It's fantastic. I also feel like we're late to the party with Amazon Prime because I Probably. feel like so many people have been doing it. We just recently like joined the team, Amazon Prime team, <laughs> and we just have Amazon boxes coming through here. It's like, like every day daily. is Christmas. I know. I, I love, love it. it. And our desk <laughs> come in on Tuesday. We're getting new desks. We're getting new desks. Hopefully we'll get the podcast desk soon. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we really need. I know that's true. Yeah. But anyhow, so, so excited. So, so excited. New York. Let's talk about Ooh. New York City. So first, let's talk about Mel. I think, mm -hmm. you know, we always start these recap episodes with a little bit of the behind the scenes, yeah. the extras, the real, the realness yeah. that happens behind, <laughs> you know, what you get to see, which is the content. Yeah. Um, let's take it back. Let's take it back to just the idea of, hey, Miami went amazing. We feel so fulfilled. <laughs> I think we found our calling in life. Um <laughs> Let's go to other cities. Let's start traveling. Yeah, I mean, I think that that was a very ambitious um, idea from the both of us. For sure. And I think we were just like, let's go ahead and do that. When we released the cities, which was New York and LA next, uh, and now we're actually leaving to Nashville in, what, a week and a half? It was a little nerve-wracking, I think. I mean, you know this because I call you before every event <laughs> when I see that tickets are not being sold or yeah. people are not engaging with, you know, with the, the idea that we're traveling. I call Stephanie and I'm like, I think we should pull the plug. We're not, we're, we shouldn't be doing this. We're not ready. Like all these ideas. I'm the worry. So go, well, we'll talk about Amber Ray, but yeah. I'm the worry. Steph's the wonder. And it's just. I'm like, but it's going to be amazing. I know. It's New York City. And I'm like already just painting the picture. <laughs> but definitely we balance each other out in that sense. Yeah. But I also think that I, of course, have my moments too. But I think that the great thing about just in general, having relationships, being a partner, in this case, we're sisters, it's like you always have to counter whatever is happening. So like when you are totally on your, oh my God, we can't do this. It's like, that's my time to like reel it in. Like we can do it. Like pack <laughs> your bags, girl. I got the tickets. Like there's no going back. And then the same way when I'm like, Mel, I'm I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like so much is going on in my personal life. You yeah. know, I'll, it was it's it's been a really big year. You step year. up and are yeah. like, it's gonna be fine. You know, and 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 so that's a great like we 
It's so fulfilling, definitely, to work with your sister. And just in general, we, we always see the most amazing business partners. And I think that that's fantastic and one of the main things in our um, bond and yeah. why this company has <laughs> been able to continue on is because not one of us at one time um, is feeling like the same thing. Unless yeah. we're excited. We're always excited We're always together. excited, yeah. But, you know, it's crazy because – and it's true what you say because it, there's no way that I think – either of us could be as excited if we were doing this alone, just because yeah. it's like the journey together as sisters is so much more fun. But but I have to bring it back to like literally two days before we left to New York City, which I always Oh, when you like get out of the got out of the shower and called me and like Yeah, because like, I'm like I can't even get dressed. I'm in a towel. Like I, I don't want to go to New York City. Well, We've I only sold fifteen tickets. Yeah. So fun fifteen. Yeah, it was yeah. yeah, it was fifteen tickets. We left Miami with fifteen tickets. Now granted, you never know. Like there's like this whole ratio thing. I don't know how that works. Diana knows more about this than us, but um <laughs> no. There's, like, a drop rate or something. So, like, I don't know. There's a percentage. Like, people buy tickets and then mm-hmm. there's a percentage that people don't come or something. But it's, right. like, a big number. Every time Diana says it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's a huge number. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, 15 tickets. Like, that means no one's coming. Yeah. Like, um, when I looked at, like, the ratio. Um, and, I mean, we literally boarded the plane. I had a shoot that day, which was insane. I booked this job. I always tend to book jobs before we do something of an event. But maybe that's, like, your good luck thing. I mean, I it's not know. a bad it's thing. It's like, it was insane. Like, I booked this this Verizon commercial that was awesome, which, by the way, was just my hands. I'll put that up somewhere on my Instagram. But, but I do have to add to that that it's super fantastic, and I'm so proud of you that you booked that. But it really <laughs> sucked because I had to take all the luggage. Oh, my God. So, Stephanie. By myself to the airport because. Poor Steph. <laughs> our house a little carry-on. No, because well, I had that You just showed shoot. up with your carry-on. I, I showed up with two humongous bags plus a carry-on. I'm yeah, sorry. I was sweating. I know. It was a mess. It was really crazy. It was raining but it was crazy. like crazy that yeah. day. This was in July. And, right? Was it July? Yes, it was July when we went to New York. Yeah. We did it both back-to-back, which was insane. I don't think we'll ever do that again. But, yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, it was mad. Yeah, so I, I booked this job. I did. I had told the, the crew that I had to be out of a certain time because I had this flight. And, well, fun fact, I lied in my audition and said that I was available for that day just because I wanted the job. But... Whatever. Anyway, long story short, I told everyone the day before, and I was like, I have to be out by a certain time I have a flight. So I get to the airport. <laughs> Steph, poor thing, is literally carrying everything. Um, we are about to board this flight, and we're just like, oh, my gosh, like, super nervous. We get on the plane, and you yeah. looked at me, and you're like, I can't believe we're doing this. Yeah. I think it hit me on the plane because— like I want to cry right now. My eyes are getting watery. Well, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> it was— it's definitely emotional when you're starting something. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're passionate about it, as passionate as we are about this, you know? It it originally started just as a passion project, but now it's turned into, like, really a calling. Yeah. It's, it's like a life purpose, you know? And it hit me when we got into that plane and, like, on a personal level, like... I mean, and you can attest to this. I have crazy, ambitious ideas, like, literally all the time. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I have an idea for this, and I could do this. And, like, I, it's just – and I, we're both ambitious, you know? Yeah. We're both ambitious people. But for me, it was to see my ambitious dream flourish mm-hmm. and come to a reality is something I'm not used to. Yeah. At all, you know? So – it hit me when I got on the plane that I was like, okay, this was an ambitious dream that I had that's actually happening. Yeah, it's happening. 
And and it just hit me so like deep. And I think we definitely looked at each other and we yeah. both got super teary-eyed. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to New York. Like, <laughs> As we're doing right so now. <laughs> excited. Yeah. And it was it was a beautiful moment for it sure. It was such a nice moment. And I I love, I mean, it's a good emotion, but I love that we get to experience that together because yeah. it's like we created something together and now we're seeing it like how you said, like flourish and yeah. happen and it's it's happening like we're on our way to new york city like there is no turning back the door is closed the plane is detaching it's happening and we're in the air and we land at one in the morning <laughs> and chaos happens uh i received some other horrible news about other projects like it was just like what is happening i checked the tickets I was so tired you were exhausted Tickets still were still the same. Nothing I know. Had I, I, I always do this thing um, that I refresh our Eventbrite <laughs> page probably like every hour on the hour, like days before the event. So, yeah, I was like refreshing that thing the minute I got off that plane. And I was like, we're still at 15 mil. But, but we it's were okay in New because York. Yeah. we were in New York. And anyways, you know, I know we want to sell major tickets, of course, but just one person alone. Like we yeah. have to validate that absolutely and that means already the world to us but we're not gonna lie we want to sell more tickets (laughs) (laughs) well we just want to have the experience that we have in our mind which is this sense of community and we want the women of new york conversations right we want these conversations to happen and steph and i can do these conversations alone but it's not the same like Mm -hmm. when you have other women that want to join in and everybody, you get to like, I love how you say it about the the idea of perspectives and generating yeah. perspectives because that's the only way you understand life. Like mm-hmm. you and I can be in our podcast room all day and talk about it, but if right. we don't step outside our box and meet other people, there's no way we can grow as humans or help the world in any shape, any way, shape or form. Yeah, totally. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. I was like, okay, yeah. 50 tickets. And then... Stephanie, talk about when we landed. Um, Sorry, my brother just like... <laughs> Fun fact, we'll talk about at some point in the podcast, is we share our offices with our parents. So every once in a while, they make a little sneak peek. <laughs> I think it's a Pizza Friday. It is a Pizza They're Friday. They're trying to get us over there for pizza, but yeah. I'm not having it. <laughs> I will be strong. Anyway, back to the New York City recap. Um, please tell the womanhood what happened when we arrived at our hotel. Okay, so... <laughs> So it's one in the morning and we're pretty tired. Yeah. I mean, like pretty is like an understatement. We were very, very, very tired. And we finally got the Uber to drop us off at our hotel and um, <laughs> we arrive. We arrive. It's super cute. It's really cute. We're yeah. not going to say the name of the hotel. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I know because I'm like, I always want to be positive. You know, it was really cute, but it was so small. Like this oh thing. Oh, God. It was like, it was a dorm room. And mind Legit. you, mind you that we had, you know, we we travel with our merchandise stand, with our merch um, clothing, like our lifestyle brand clothing. And our plus mics. our I mean, We travel with so much equipment. Yeah, we travel with a lot of equipment. And, you know, we're balling just us too right now, you know? <laughs> like, we're a two-woman team in the traveling sense, you know? But, yeah, this... <laughs> room was a dorm room and like <laughs> literally the bathroom was in like next to my bed and yeah. and it was bizarre and it was clear and like, it was clear it and i felt so uncomfortable i was like mel <laughs> and we were so tired and, and the our- beds were so small there were two little tiny twin beds was it even a twin i don't know it was like less than a twin this was like i thought it even exists a kindergarten bed it was not only that we had all this luggage we had nowhere to walk 
Like, yeah. literally showering with clear glass doors. Like, hey. Like, no, and, like, if you wanted to, like, go to the bathroom, like, whatever, you had people- to cross over, like, my bed. Yeah. It was, like, <laughs> it was a mission. And then, honestly, we were thinking. We're like, oh, no, we can stay here the next few days. But I was like, Stephanie, we're here. Yeah. The event is tomorrow or the day after? Yeah. No, it was the day after. I said, we can't. We have too much going on. And I was like, no. So we stuck no, it out. No, we're pretty good with that, though. Yeah. Like, we were like, this is this is the circumstances. We're going to make the best out of yeah. it. We definitely laughed a lot. We laughed so much. But it was great. So the next day. What was the next day? Oh, the next day was the Contributors Roundtable. Yep. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay, who's going to talk about that first? Because that was all. You can awesome. talk about it. Okay, so what was really cool was that we got to shoot our Contributors Roundtable and our live podcast meetup event at WeWork Soho. Which was the original WeWork mm-hmm. ever. Ever. So the that's first what, one. The first one ever. So that's what kicked off the whole WeWork movement, which was already an honor to be there. And it was super cute. It's so New York. There's like brick walls. I mean, it's just so New York. I know. And our amazing contributors were there. We had Erin Bagwell, who is a filmmaker. She is the director and creator of Dream Girl, a documentary about women entrepreneurs. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. Please check it out. It's so great. I've seen it like four times. I, I keep upping the number every time because I really do keep seeing it. Um, the second one was um, Vivian Nunez, who's an entrepreneur and an incredible writer. <sighs> you guys. Her writing. Steph, her writing. No, her writing is is it's just such a unique voice. It's very poetic how she writes. Yeah. It's very vulnerable writing, and it's very open and honest and poetic. It's the most beautiful writing I've ever seen. Yeah. Hands down. No, she's Seriously. amazing. Vivian Nunez and... She also is a podcaster, and yes. she has um, Cre- a podcast, called, um, Creating, Creating Espacios. Espacios. So she's an amazing woman. And then we had Michelle, Michelle Poehler from Hello Fears, the founder of Hello Fears. Yeah. What a lineup. It was How incredible. I felt so honored to be sitting yeah. with, with fellow incredible millennial women. It was nerve-wracking because these women really brought so much value to the table that if we were not on point with trying to extract that out, we would lose a major opportunity for our womanhood to really grasp this message that these women are trying to say. Because honestly, each of them brought something to the table that is just beyond. But what really fascinated me amongst them three was that these were women that were living passion-filled lives. And for me, that was always interesting because we meet so many people that, of course, they're aware of their passions. Everyone knows what they're passionate about, but their days are not filled with that passion. And so, you know, there's one thing like, I have this passion, but this is my job. Right. You know, so you, you have like these two worlds. And with these three women, millennial women, it's it, it that wasn't the case. Their job was their passion. And so that really interested me in many factors because how are you doing this? How can you make your passion into a career? Yeah. And they all, which was really awesome to know, because I feel like when you hear the truth, it's comforting to feel like you're not the only person on this journey. But like they all had real jobs until they could transition. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I struggled with that for a long time. And I feel like you did too. It's like, no, but if I'm passionate about this, I should just be all in. But it's yep. like, well, we got to live. So we have to have like a job and um, and then transition when the time is right. And they've yeah. all done that beautifully. And what I love is that they had the patience and they had the strength to go through that because eventually they got to where they were supposed to be. Right. You know? 
No, that was really, really powerful. But I really, really loved... <laughs> um, individually, they were so strong, yeah. you know, and each one of them had something different that they wanted to express in how to make your passion into a career. I love Vivian's vulnerability mm-hmm. and the way that she has taken something so personal to her. Yeah. And I wouldn't even want to say like she made that into her job because it's not really that, but her passion is to bring comfort to people that are grieving because she experienced that. And I love that she's able through that very difficult emotional um, experience that she had to go through, that she's able to bring so much through her passion of writing to so many different people, you know? And I thought that was so powerful because sometimes we sit down and as creators, you know, you think, what, what am I going to create? How can I be bigger than life? You know, and all these things as like, you know, when when people are feeding you the, the follow your dreams, think bigger, reach for the stars, you know, we kind of get caught up with like, okay, well, I have to think about what can I do all these things, but it's as simple Mm -hmm. as taking something that has happened and moved you to such a deep level in your own personal life to make such a big difference. 100%. I mean, she suffered so much loss and she really expressed her grieving and her journey through writing, Mm -hmm. which had that maybe or may not have happened. Maybe she didn't tap into this gift that she has because she has, like we were saying earlier, I mean, this tremendous gift of writing where it touches your soul and she can relate and connect that way. And it takes a lot of courage Mm -hmm. for her to be as brave as she is because she's very open with her life and like we were saying before, you feel less alone in your journey. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And speaking about brave. Yeah. Michelle Poehler. Oh, come on. Michelle Poehler. I mean, <laughs> and it's so funny. We actually went to her event last night in Miami. So yeah, we're just like, fantastic. yeah, we're just like celebrating. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle Poehler. Hello, yeah. fears. Hello, fears. You know, she she's a very interesting character. And, and I mean interesting in the most positive way. Yeah. She's a she, beautiful human being. She's so beautiful and she's so colorful. Mm-hmm. And what I love about her most is is not only the name Hello Fears, I just think <laughs> it's so cute, but I love that she says, don't be fearless, be brave. Mm-hmm. That resonated with me so much because yeah. I think we get caught up with, how do I become fearless? You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's a topic that we definitely, it, it kept re- reoccurring within New York City specifically. Yeah. Um, how to get rid of this fear. And I think we definitely got different perspectives in the different episodes between Amber Ray and Michelle Poehler. And they both kind of say the same thing, which is like, forget about being fearless because first of all, that's unrealistic. That's not practical. That's already ingrained in you for for really good reasons as well, you know? But forget about being fearless. It's about being brave or as we will get to later, Amber <laughs> Ray says, dance with it and walk with it. But yeah. Michelle's like, don't be fearless, be brave. And mm-hmm. I think that's so powerful. It was so powerful. And I, I love that about her. And again, I've, I've mentioned this many times in our podcast. Fear was very debilitating for me. And it's something that I've just learned to embrace. And the same way Michelle calls it hello fears, I say hello. Yeah. Hello fear, good to see you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still keep going. And, and it's funny because after we spoke with her, and even after last night uh, seeing her speak as well, you know, we looked at each other, we we're like, my goodness, we we really don't, we're fearful, but not really. We still kind of like 
go through it. We still kind of right. push through it. And because I think that if we lived our life letting fear control us completely, there's no way we would even be outside of the house. Like we would just be like in a corner. Yeah. I mean, for sure, you say this very well. It's like feel the fear and do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really the the this the the quote to to yeah. this whole journey you know because of course it's like going back like you're always going to be fearful and that's okay but it's just feeling that and still going through it mm-hmm. but on a personal level like from from our culture from hispanics it's like they instill fear in you like all these things of like you know, cierra la puerta. No, you know, all Contra these... Sabado. You can't be, like, without shoes. Yes. That's always weird. It's, like, all these things. It's Can like I tell a you very... something really funny? Go ahead. Do you remember when we were growing up and mom's like, you can't sleep with your hair wet because you would get super sick? But that's actually true. No, it's not. And well, it's... for me, Oh, it's it never is. happened to me. So I was like, I can't do day... that. I'll get sick. I legit get sick. Oh, never mind. Because I was like, I one time I tried it as a kid and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be rebellious. I'm going to sleep with my hair wet. I didn't get sick. I was like, I don't know what this Good whole fuss you. is about. I think I was sick for like a month because I wanted to do what so you did. listen to your mothers. Because <laughs> it does. It, for some people, it does it. For stuff, it did. No, totally. <laughs> but in general, like, it's just the culture yeah. that we grew up in is is definitely instilling those fears from the moment that But that's that how Michelle young. started Hello Fears mm-hmm. was from a personal level of her. She had three, I believe she said three generations prior to her that was just fear, fear, fear. Like they just instilled fear in their children mm-hmm. and then it passed on generation to generation. She was like, I can't do that to my future I'm children. Right I'm going to break it right now. And she went on a hundred days of a hundred days, no fear, right? Is yeah. that her whole? And for a hundred days, she did the craziest things. She jumped off of a plane. She was with a tarantula. Oh, gosh. And her final one was in a TED Talk, which was so inspiring to see. And even just to see her growth from her first, you know, speaking engagement till now. I mean, this woman, she's just an inspiration. Yeah. Love Michelle. And Erin Bagwell. You know, it's funny when... when um. When we decided to invite Aaron into our podcast, it was special for me because um, Aaron and I are Instagram friends, and <laughs> I really loved her film so much, and I loved her as a human being, but most of all, as a filmmaker. As as most of you guys know, Steph and I are in entertainment. Steph's a singer, and I'm an actor, and I produce as well. So hearing her personal journey as to trying to make her passion a career and how financially that was a struggle as I've experienced, as you've experienced, you know, artistic and creative people experience this, I feel so much more because they call it, what is it called? Like the starving artist. Like mm-hmm. you're always struggling to make great art and the greatest art, you always need some sort of money, immense amount of money to make all right. of this amazing art. And she did such a great campaign in making Dream Girl and her journey with that. And when sort of the the glitter fades, faded right mm-hmm. after that, how she really had to realize and put the pieces together and make a career out of it. And she did that so effortlessly and so beautifully, obviously as struggling because you're not going to go through that and be like, this is fantastic and everything's rainbows and, friend, you know, awesome. But she's really honest about it. And she wrote a wonderful piece for our blog. Yeah, that's about, coming out soon. Oh, I can't wait for you guys to read this piece because she really talked about how she got herself out of this debt and how financially she was able to find freedom and still be a creator and still make art. And that to me really struck a chord because I can relate to that 100%, but I feel like this is a very universal topic. For you know, sure. you invest in your 
in your education, in your business, in yourself. And sometimes you don't see a turnaround right away, mm-hmm. or maybe you see a little bit of debt, and then you're like, oh, am I ever going to get out of this? And then eventually you do, but it's such a journey, and Aaron talks about that so well. But really, these ladies are just, I mean, it's its an honor to call them our friends, mm-hmm. you know, and it really felt like that in the conversation. And, you know, what's really great about traveling city by city is the how all the energies are so different, and how yeah. all the perspectives are so different, and how... You know, you literally have friends almost for everything because now I'm like, I know if I'm going through X, Y, and Z, I know I can call this person. And it's just like, we have such a collective group of wonderful women. And that's what's so special about our womanhood. And speaking about our womanhood, the very next day, Millennial Women Talk, a live podcast, meetup event in New York City. Yes. Mel, how amazing was that? Oh my gosh, that was amazing. First of all, our thought leader, the incredible Amber Ray. My goodness, what an inspiration is this woman. But before we talk about our conversation, Steph, tell the womanhood how we got our hands on this book. And honestly, it came at the perfect time. Yeah, totally. You know, it's funny because there's so many amazing women in so general many. and so many amazing women that we want to speak to, especially in New York. It was so difficult, but... I had gotten my hands across this book Mm -hmm. called Choose Wonder Over Worry, and it really came at the perfect time. So perfect. We were just starting the company, and we were definitely going through all of those worry (laughs) myths, but we were choosing wonder, and it really helped us in that sense of, like, going for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So this book came at a perfect time, but also the knowledge that she was dropping was just so relatable that I was like... So many people can relate to this. Like, yeah. of course, it's relating to us on a business sense, even for me in a personal sense in so many ways. But this is so relatable. And people need to, A, know about this book, but B, learn so yeah. much and get the chance to speak with Amber Ray. So 100%. I mean, honestly. We DM'd her, no? Oh, yeah. We did DM her. <laughs> and she was like, okay, let's talk. And we talked. Yeah. And she was like, I'm so in. And we're like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe we got Amber Ray. Because it was just like we... We knew, you know, it's funny what you were saying. There's so many incredible women, and especially in New York City. I mean, New York City is, like, the hub of, like, everything great. I mean, everything <laughs> is great. But, like, there's so many great women that are there. Yeah, for sure. And for us, when we chose Anne Beret, it was because it came from a place of authenticity for us. Like, we were definitely feeling all the feels with what she was, like, talking about, and we were resonating with the content. So we just said, if we're feeling this, Millennial women are feeling this. So we have to bring Amber to our womanhood, introduce them and hear, we want them to hear her voice. So one of the things that I love about Amber Ray is how she structures this book. She literally makes you meet every single feeling. So it's like meet worry, meet fear, meet imposter imposter syndrome. Yes. uh, Meet envy, like meet all these things that are quote unquote negative. And she's having you actually face it, like meet them, be in the room with them and then say, okay, Come on board with me on this journey because with or without you, I'm still going forward. And that was powerful for me. So powerful. Another thing that was so powerful was when she spoke about how you said these negative worry myths. But the one in specific that really, for me, resonated and made a lot of sense was when she had touched on envy. You know, we live in this social era, this digital media world, and we are constantly seeing everyone's lives, right? 
But we're never seeing the realness. Right. You know, we're, we're seeing them living their best life. <laughs> With the filters. You know. In the beach. And that's okay. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't think that we should all be here sharing so much, you know. But at the same time, we're seeing the best of everyone. Right. And we never want to compare, but we do. Subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's in front of us. And so when she was saying and talking about this it really resonated with me she was like you know i felt envy she openly admitted i felt envy when i would see other authors publishing their books you know and the only reason why it had nothing to do with them Mm -hmm. but the only reason why i felt envy was because i wanted to do a book right so envy and this negative you know feeling of envy and jealousy is never about the person Mm -hmm. but it's all about you because that person is doing something that internally you want to do exactly so it's tapping into that and i thought that that was so bold of her yeah you know because something that's so frowned upon in society to say you're jealous and envious of someone i mean you never hear that you You never never hear hear like oh i was jealous or never and for her to have been like you know i felt envy and that opened up the room too to be like, hey, you know what the truth is? I felt envy too, but that's only because what that person is doing is actually a calling that I have within myself and I'm not listening to it. Exactly. So I thought that was so powerful. It helped me change my perspective on the word. For sure. I no longer see the word envy and jealousy as a negative thing. I actually see it as a challenge and as something positive because it's like what you said and what she said it's like a hello check in with me something is happening you're jealous and envy because of now explore that figure that out you just nailed it that's exactly what amber's message is yeah oh my god mic drop i can't even i'm not i can't even (laughs) no amber ray is amazing (laughs) and there are so many things you know because what we love most about our our um our meetup events is we get to hear the voice, the voices of these women. Right. We get to tap into this community. And as much as we are different and we're from different backgrounds, different cultures, you know, New York City is a multicultural yeah. city. So as much as we're different, by the end of that night, we realize how much more we are alike. And fundamentally, that's the message of womanhood and of millennial women is that we are more alike than we are different. And we saw that that night. And that was 100%. amazing. How amazing was it when, you know, we bring in our thought leaders and we're having these conversations. But when the womanhood actually turns around and reaches out and gives advice to another woman in the room, that changes the game for me. That's just like, yeah. oh, like I feel like crying again, like right <laughs> now, because that moment was so beautiful because it shows a sense of community and support within our audience, within our community, within our womanhood. And that's really what we create in these meetup events is a safe and place. It's a safe place where you can feel like you can open up and be yourself. And when that one woman in particular turned around and gave her advice, that was, that was amazing. Well, those are beautiful moments that you just, it's like you said, it really proves womanhood. It showcases support. It showcases understanding. It, It showcases, again, the message that we are so much more alike. And the fact that she... You know, Amber was giving the most amazing advice, you know, and she was so open and so there with everyone. I mean, I felt like everybody was like really going at her like, what do I do, Amber? (laughs) Like, help me out. And she was giving it like she was really helping all of all of us out that night. But the moments that are so beautiful is when the actual womanhood turns around and be like, hey, 
I went through that. I had that experience and this is what helped me, this is what didn't help me, and just that intersection and that engagement amongst us as a community, as women, as humans, mm -hmm. is beautiful. It's amazing. I mean, honestly, I think I can I can say when we got to the hotel room, we were just in awe. Like, yeah. what an experience just with Amber and the women of New York. You know, thank you for sharing your voices with us because it's really translated so beautifully within the podcast and that night. And honestly, I think we're forever changed from that one event. I mean, it was just great. Another thing I do want to mention is that she has this, this part in the book where she says, we're never torn, we're just not listening. And that resonated with me. And you know me because I feel, and a lot of people always do this. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Like, should I do this? Should I do B? Like, what should yeah. I do? But you know what you really want. We mm -hmm. all do. Mm -hmm. We're just not listening to it mm -hmm. for whatever reason. It could be a fear of failing. It could be a fear of succeeding. It could be so many different reasons for you not listening but that's so i love when she said that because we are never torn we really know what we want we're just not listening to it so that was a really good as you say mel nugget that i <laughs> took away you know it's like just listen to yourself you know what you want now go do it exactly go out and, and get it you know it's funny because now as we transition into our mentor episode yeah. you know my goodness gracious we interviewed abby Auerbach. And this woman walks into a room. Right. She owns it in the most incredible way. Her mm -hmm. confidence, her aura, her security within her own skin is life-changing. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit intimidated because I was like, oh. Because you just feel the energy and it's right. not a sense of cockiness at all or anything to do with her ego. It's just this is a woman who is confident with herself. So who says, sure. I know who I am. I know who I am. Take me or leave me, but this is who I am. And she's a beautiful soul. And we got to actually, first of all, I just got to paint the picture for you guys. And I mean, we went to her offices in Wall Street. Yeah. I've been to Wall Street in a way where it's just like, you kind of like, we go see the bull and stuff. But like, <laughs> Wall Street, Wall Street, like you go in the buildings, actually go to these offices is like really impressive and right. incredible. But my goodness, Abby was just dropping knowledge and value like nobody's business. What was your favorite part, Mel? Oh, my favorite part is definitely the last quote that she said at the end. And mm -hmm. it's, you had asked her, can women really have it all? Can we have it all? And she said, yes, but not at the same time. Mm. And you and I looked at each other and our eyes began, like it's about to happen right now, <laughs> began to water. Because I said this in our Instagram feed the other day, us women, we put so much pressure on ourselves to mm -hmm. be so perfect all the time. And the truth is, is that we're human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, we have so much on our, we actually could do a lot of things at the same time, but like we don't have to be perfect, Right. you know, and that gave me a sense of relief where she was like, yeah, you could have it all. It's just not going to happen at the same time. And I'm like, I thought about our mom, you know, our mom has a successful business with my dad. She has three children, but like the business didn't come first. We actually, the marriage came first. Then we came at a very terrible time for our parents financially. And then the business came later. So it's like they had to, they got it all. It's just, it came at different points in their lives. Yeah. And that doesn't mean anything. Like some people get the business first, then marriage later. Like right. it all happens at different times. But the good news is you guys, we get it all. Right. And you there's know? such a sense of comfort. Like yeah. I felt comforted by that. 
you know, because it's true. We do put so much pressure on ourselves because again, we do know what we want internally. We want that successful career. We want that successful marriage. We want that successful family. You know, there's so many things that we want. And, you know, life is so colorful and beautiful. And we want to experience it all. And we have, we put this pressure, you know, on ourselves all the time to have it now, you yeah. know. And when she said that, you know, coming from a woman like Abby Auerbach, a super successful businesswoman, mm-hmm. successful wife a successful mother plus a a million of other things because she's so multifaceted and so multi-talented and multi-passionate but she's succeeded in everything and when she looked at us and said you're definitely gonna have it all just not Mm -hmm. at the same time my favorite is the way she explained this so abby actually says that she looks at it as her abby pie oh yes i love this part i know me too and she goes by slices you know Mm -hmm. so she has the slice of her as a mother the slice of her as a wife the slice of her as as an individual as an individual yeah also her career and a lot of other slices but the way that she puts it is you know sometimes in certain times in your life you're gonna have to have a bigger slice somewhere in the pie Mm -hmm. like the it's never gonna be equal slices it's gonna be maybe the mother role has a bigger slice maybe the slice of my own yeah is bigger we can't in that forget moment. about ourselves which yeah. us women we tend to do sadly yeah but it was so interesting and it actually made me think like what's my stephanie pie like yeah. what are all my slices <laughs> but i love that she said that and she put it in such a way that really it made a lot of sense to me yeah 100 percent. and you know another one of my favorite moments was be the woman in the pink dress yes because a lot of times as women and especially in such a role as an executive role that abby has in her job When you're in an industry full of men in particular, you tend to shy away and you tend to kind of like hide yourself and say, I'm not going to be myself. I'm not going to be the woman. I'm going to just be quiet and do what I'm told. And that's that. And Abby's like, no, you're going to step into your own. Mm -hmm. You're going to own yourself, your space, and you're going to walk in the room with your pink dress on, your orange dress on, and you're going to own that you're a woman and that you deserve to be here. I love that. And you know, speaking about when you were saying her aura and it's because there's so much security within herself she knows who she is she knows what she has to offer but something that she had touched on was you know you have a job description at every role Mm -hmm. from the assistant to the ceo to the everyone every role everyone has a role and so when you arrive at a place you deserve to be there. You have mm-hmm. something to say and something to do at every role. Mm-hmm. So act like that, you know? Another, as you say, nugget. <laughs> Another nugget I took from that was, you know, she says that when she enters into a meeting or into a room, she owns her space, you know? She says she sits there. She puts her bottle of water, you know, for extending out. She doesn't try to enclose herself. She owns her space. And she shares a lot of these psychologic, you know, tips and tricks. And she really shared that with us. And I was so fortunate enough to even get the chance to speak with her, let alone share this knowledge with the womanhood. It was amazing. I found that to be so valuable, not just for women in the corporate world or in any sort of role, like how you were saying earlier, that you have in your life, whether you're a creative or an entrepreneur, any type of job description that you currently have, this is valuable information. Because at some point or another, you're going to be in a room where you're going to feel belittled or feel like shying away from like your sort of sense of self, from your pink dress. 
and you're gonna own your space and abby teaches us how to do that but what a powerful conversation i mean honestly life changing i think you've heard it like four times i have and it's funny because we wrote it in our instagram it's like this is an episode that you will hear a million times over because it's the truth like Mm -hmm. Everything that she talks about is not only relatable, but so valuable. It's stuff that you can start applying right now. Yeah. In whatever whatever stage you are in your life, this knowledge you can apply right away. And it's something, it's an episode I'm going to be listening to for quite some time. Yeah. It's very, very valuable. To say it, Abby Auerbach, she's goals. She is goals. Totally. <laughs> Okay, oh, I cannot believe we're ending New York City. This is, I'm actually sad because it's like this is such a journey. Yeah. And now that we're closing it off, um, it's bittersweet, I feel. Do you feel the same way? I feel the same way, but in a, I know we're going to be back. Yeah. You know? We're definitely going to be back visiting the womanhood and speaking with more incredible women. New York City is just it's just magic. It's just magic. And we've been there a million times, but I, I mean, at least I don't feel the same way. Oh, totally. I never get tired of going to New York City. Never. I mean, the art, the culture, the music, the, the city life, the city, oh. everything. It's just so inspirational. It is. So we can't wait to see you again, New York City. But the next stop is Los Angeles, California. We're so excited. We talked to some amazing women in Los Angeles. We're going to kick it off next week with our thought leader, Liz Hernandez from Wordiful. She, oh my goodness, she taught us how to use our words and how words are truly powerful, how to use them in the positive way. And she really was very vulnerable with us in this episode, and we appreciate that. So tune in for that next week. We have our contributors roundtable. You'll get to meet some incredible women. One of them is Diana Falcon, who is our CMO of Millennial Women. And we have a great conversation there. And our mentor episode in LA is super cool because we spoke to the ladies, the leaders in Wolf Connection. Uh, and you I heard s- right. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> we got the chance to speak with Wolf Connection on the connection that women have with wolves. And it is a super interesting and also very powerful episode as well. So make sure you tune in for that. But we're so excited. Thank you guys so much for listening to our recap episode. And we will see you guys next week. But until next time, MW, always love Melissa and Stephanie Carcace.